TLDR, you guys are awesome. Then he asked me to touch my toes. I'm like, dude, I'm just here to buy a cheeseburger. Oh, shit. Mm. Welcome back to TLDR. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. With me, as always, is my hunk in crime. Together, we are the Woodward version of the DSG. Friar, today, one year. How's it going, my man? I mean, shit, Joe. The, the one year kind of snuck up on us, kind of like that guy you were trying to order a burger from, apparently. Um, <laughs> it was very unsettling. But yeah, th- we were... We've we were t- we've been mixing up different shit that we do. We started out this show like we got a lot of reflecting to do today, but we have a lot of other shit to get to. And in all fairness, too, um, so I'll save the reflection for a little bit later on in the show because we got a couple guys from the DSG joining us to talk about some of the stuff they like that we've done. You know, try and educate us and some books that they've read that we maybe haven't talked about or haven't been on our radar in general. So I'm very excited to do that. But uh, more importantly, Joe, well, not more importantly, the anniversary is huge. I mean, I. How do you feel? Like this this is your first foray into podcasting in general. I know you got the I've heard it both ways podcast, but that started after this show. Yeah, you know, this was I remember when Goo first asked me to uh you know join the the DSG and it was sort of, you know, because I was streaming, so you know, I'm up there streaming with Davey and Shime and then he asked me to, you know, chip in a little bit on the on the Facebook stuff and and I was like hell yeah, of course. You know, I was I was very honored uh, to do that and and had no intentions or any idea that we'd be doing anything like this. And then, you know, we're all in a group chat and I, I think I just sort of, you know, threw it out this like, Hey, you know, let's like, I, the idea I had at the time was like, let's just get on and just do a random. Cause you guys were doing like Shime and Davey were doing some, some things and we're trying to cook up some new ideas. Like let's just have a, an episode of us just talking about comics. And then it, all of a sudden, we started, uh, you know, sexting each other on the side, uh, yeah. and then discussing stuff about doing a podcast, and it just really took off from there. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it's it's crazy how how much has happened in the course of a year. And for those who don't know, our first official episode of TLDR was on August sixth of twenty twenty. Um, you know, Doc and I like to chirp a lot about uh, technology and how we get annoyed with certain things. Of course, uh, not all robots is a series that's highlighting that kind of stuff. We really enjoyed that first issue from AWA, but it, it, this show doesn't exist without technology as much as we like to shit on it. Um, but well, enough about the mushy stuff. We can get to more of that a little bit later on. First, we want to let you all know before we really get into the navel gazing that we do have a Friarside chat planned for you guys this week. And we're going to actually have one the following week too. You guys are going to have to subscribe to figure out who's going to go and uh, be part of that Friarside chat next week. And you'll get that right at Wednesday night at midnight. Um, but this week we'll tell you now, Kyle Higgins, who's written, who's writing Radiant Black right now. He's right. He wrote, uh, he's the creator or co-creator of Lord Draken. He's done it like Nightwing. I talked about that book on here as well. Ton of stuff. Um, we had him on to primarily talk about Ordinary Guys. We talked about a bunch of different stuff, um, including including Radiant Black, which Joe talked about on the show recently. And, um, you know, without giving things away right now, Joe, that was, uh, that was one hell of an interview. That was, that was a lot of fun. And I did a lot of groveling. Ask and you shall receive. Oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> I still can't believe it. It's remarkable. But you guys will have to go and listen to that. Um, if you listen to the audio version of this, uh, you know when it comes out on Fridays, you'll already know that it's there waiting for you again. Make sure you subscribe because then you guys are going to get it really easy. You don't have to wait for our warnings, uh, even if you just like the interviews alone uh, for our show. But uh, and So very excited for you guys to hear all that. I'm very excited to go back and re-listen to that one. The geeking out over the Power Ranger stuff was so much fun for me. Um, but a guy that you'd like to have on our show, which I don't think is out of their own possibility somewhere down the line. We haven't you hit got this quite well yet, but James Tynan, uh, who Joe is 
talked about plenty of his books on here. Uh, he released some pretty big news. You know, Scott Snyder has been trying to do stuff with his newsletter and it looks like Scotty Young is actually getting on this train too. But Joe uh, Titan turned down a Batman contract for what was it? Three years. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a pretty big deal. And I mean, I get it. Right. So some big news was, was dropped, you know, by James Tynan where he's leaving DC after his um, he's ending his Batman run, his mainline Batman run, I think at issue one fourteen. Yeah. That's in right. November. And then Joker's. No, issue no, no, no. That's September. That's Joker's September. November. Ah, okay. Joker gotcha. number uh, 14. He's leaving after that, which will be in November. And then he's going to continue on with his black label, uh, nice house on the lake. That'll, I think that's a 12 issue run. So he's going to see that all the way through. And then once that one's done, I believe he's all done with DC. Now he might, you know, consult here and there, sort of like what Scott Steiner does now, mm -hmm. uh, you know, over at DC, but he's, you know, he's, he's all in on the, the, the creator, you know, um, Creator own, creator own yeah. stuff. And so he's still, I mean, he's still going to be doing his stuff in print, you know, with boom and, a, you know, an image, you know, uh, something's killing the children, uh, department of truth, things like that. But, you know, he's, he's doing something unique. And I think, I think you're going to start to see more and more of this happen where, where these indie writers or these big writers start to, they start to, you know, shift away and, and do their own thing. So what, what James Tyne is doing through his newsletter, the tiny onion is he set up a subscription service. There's, there's a, a free, which you would just as you know, not, you know his his free newsletter and maybe some small stories. But then there's an annual, uh, and then there's sort of like this. Uh, I can't remember what he called it. Sort of like this God tier Found, founding member, founding member, right? Where so you'll get, you know, all this new creator owns content, you know, sent right to your you know phone or your tablet, and I guess eventually it, down the line. It'll come out in print form for those who don't subscribe. But. Well, and you you sent me a note about it too because I will admit that when I saw he was doing this, in some ways it's like okay, it makes sense. Like what Scott Snyder's doing, I totally get it. When you have hit this ridiculous status, and obviously Tynan just won the the Eisner for the best writer in the business over the past year, totally makes sense that he'd want to go and try and do more creator own stuff when his contract is wrapping up with Batman. But when I saw that he was cutting out the retailer sort side of it, I was like, okay, this is a little weird because at least Snyder's doing Comicsology, which Yes, it takes out the local comic shop, and I don't like that you're hurting that. He's still working on building another portion of, of the comics world where there's still like a, a kind of a middleman mixed in right. there. Um, and I, because I, I think that when you try, try and do it all yourself, you're like something's going to suffer along the way. And that's why I don't like that Tiny necessarily did that. But he also said in that, in that um, note that you sent to me that there will be some that he's like, this is like for print. It's best to come yes. out that way at first. And so we're going to get some of those still. Yeah, I think he wants to really just explore his writing and not necessarily be boxed in by because we've heard some other writers. I think Duanch and McKinney, when they, we had them on, sort of talked about like it's a pain in the ass to write a comic sometimes, mm. you know. And and so like not being boxed in by that format, you know, I think it's going to allow him to write some stories that it might either yeah. be a short story form or whatever. But he is still going to write comics that will be, you know, like like you just said, like in comic book form and not just newsletter form. Yeah, and and I in, in when it comes to like him turning down Batman stuff, he could he, he could probably go back to that when, if he wants to at some point. Like if oh, there's an opening, like I'm sure he's still going to be on their shortlist because he's he's kicking ass and he's not I don't think he's going to stop anytime soon. I totally get why anybody that's like built to especially to his status, but anybody who's become like a significant name like even if they're like 
a B-level writer and feel like I want to try and get, capitalize on my, my profile right now um, and, and do more creator-owned stuff so you can make more money, it totally makes sense to me. Why not at this point? Because you're just guaranteed to get more cash and you get more creative freedom too. So like, you know, you're still going to see people do, it doesn't mean like these big names are necessarily just going to completely never go back to a DC or a Marvel, but I can understand why you'd want to at least take some time to test out, to see how that goes, because like you, what do you have to lose? I think like Todd McFarlane explained it like when they did, um, when image branched away and I know everybody, all these different creator owned stuff, like the, the payout's going to be different, but McFarlane said like when he was at Marvel, he needed to make like when he switched over to image, they needed to make like a quarter uh, sell a quarter of the books that they did at Marvel for their issue. And they would still make the same amount of money that they were making per book. So why would you not try and test things out where you're doing stuff with image or doing stuff on your own? Because you're not going to make as much money anywhere else. Yeah. And that's the thing too, with Batman, you know, it's by generally it's bi-weekly. That's a lot of Batman. <laughs> yes. and he's been doing it for almost two years now. Like eventually, like you got to run a point, like, where do I, where can I take this character? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I think there's some, some burnout with that. There's some fatigue with that. There's there, there, even he's, I mean, it's still James Tynan's run on Batman has been one of the most successful runs on Batman. There's been like the sales numbers for his run of Batman has been through the roof. Mm -hmm. And you know, the best there is right now, there, there comes a certain point where it's like, I can't do anything more, you know, with this character and it's, it's time yeah. for him to move on. And I think yeah. it makes sense. It's the same thing with like with Snyder and, and Capullo too. I mean, like, right. They, they, they kicked ass. I mean, I was listening to a, an old Capullo interview where he like stopped doing spawn for, I was like, I love the character and everything, but it's like, I got a little bit burnt out after a while. Yeah. It's, Makes sense. It's just it's only natural that's going to happen. That's why we love to see comics that are like have a limited run yeah. because it's like then you know like that person's not getting burnt out. You like they yeah. they have they want to end the story at a certain point, and that's the benefit of creator on comics and, and black label. And I hope that we get to see can you see more and more of that. But um, it's time for us to get to catching up before we get to what's new. And uh, Joe. I had a, I had caught on quite a bit of caught up on quite a bit of stuff, and there's still more for me to catch up on. But Shang Chi two and three, Siphon issue one, I was very much behind on that one. Crush and Lobo issue three, finally got a lot of Lobo in that one. Spirit of Vengeance, Spirit Rider issue one, it felt like this was a one shot. I was a little disappointed with this one. Deadpool, Black, White, Blood. Uh, and blood issue one but and then the biggest one for me joe this came out last week and you told me about it and this is by a guy cullen bunn and this is from dark horse lucky devil issue one holy shit i love 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 basilisk and i said like that was the best like first issue we've gotten from like a, a you know non-event story in a while um that's not to knock the others which is so good this one might i might like this one a little bit more this was really fucking good yeah, it was fucked up, but it was fun as hell, right? Yeah. You're just rooting for that some bitch, like he's just getting kicked Ooh. in the fucking teeth. Oh my god! Like, and just oh, the hell that he unleashes, man! It was something. Else. I I enjoyed every second of that book. I cannot wait to to read more of the series. This is like I I, I love Basilisk issue three. Um, don't get me wrong, but I it's like. I don't know. This might slide to the front a little bit. You know, I, it's not fair. It's not fair to Basilisk. That's only there's three issues in. You know, it's but it's I re, like this is the number two right now for me from Cullen Bunn. He's got so well, much going on right now. Well, so, what have you been catching up? Uh, so I didn't catch up on too much. Uh, Silk number five, which came out last week, that was the end of that series. That was a fun little you know five issue story. Uh, I'm all caught up on the Bounty Hunters event. Uh, and Nick, I I think I've made up my mind. Oh, I'm, really? Yeah. I'm, you know, not that, you know, like I read the Jabba the Hut, the Jabba the Hut book and, 
and I caught up on some of the past issues. I think I'm just sticking now to the Darth Vader book, which I've been reading and loving from from the get go, and the uh, the War of the Bounty Hunters mainline. Like I'm cutting out Star Wars. I'm cutting out Star Wars Bounty Hunters. It's just the problem is it's just too much going on. And I'm forgetting like which thread I'm on when I'm reading a book. Dude, and I'm I don't know. I cannot believe you tried to do it. I well, really you know, can't. So you can't say that I didn't. Right? That's the thing, right? No, like, you tried. You tried. Yeah. Like, and, I, I, and 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 our thing about Marvel and their events. It, I mean, it, it's even more evident now. Like mm -hmm. Marvel, love you. God bless you. But fucking cut it out. With the fucking eighty issue fucking events. Yeah, I don't mind the one offs. I'm I'm trying to do that still, and I have I've been able to do that. But when you're trying to go and dip into you know all these other mainline stories, Orlam and Zuckus, like no, it's just it's well, that's not. that's one of the one offs. I haven't yeah. actually read that one yet. I still have to read that one. But actually, I also finished um, Curse of the Black Knight too, or Curse of the Ebony, Black Knight, Curse of the Ebony Blade, and that was really good too. I really enjoyed that. I might talk about that on the show at some point. I'm trying to. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do with that and maybe way of X at some point, but that's a conversation for another day. It's time for us to get into what's new this week, Joe. Um, let's see. Let's start with DC. So we got Rorschach issue 11, uh, the Joker issue six, Detective Comics 1041. Um, let's see. Pennyworth issue one, which I know you highlighted when we talked about it. We did our, um, our solicit for this month. Future State Gotham issue four, which actually starred Harley Quinn and Punchline. Um, Batman 89 issue one. I know it's highly anticipated for some people. Um, and then there's Justice League Last Ride issue four. Of course, the Zdarsky joint that you are reading and Batman Urban Legends issue six. But tell me a little bit about this issue of uh, Justice League Last Ride. Uh, it's been a great story all the way. You know, so I think I've talked about it before where, you know, the Justice League is, you know, Lobo, you know, is is uh, wanted for all these crimes, but there's a lot of people after him. So they go to hide him on Apocalypse. And in the first three issues, there's been this, you know, this thing between Superman and Batman. And I was thinking to myself, okay, this is probably in some other books and I just missed it and whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up. But issue four, they, they uh, go back in time and they, they talk about the event that really caused the rift between Superman and Batman as pertaining to this story. And it was fucking awesome. So really? I can't, I, yeah, I can't recommend, like read, this is a great series. Like read it. It, it's tremendous. I don't know how much Zdarsky was doing before this in Batman Urban Legends for DC, but it feels like he's kind of slowly starting to do more and more for them. Um, and rightfully so. I mean, why would you not try and get as much work with him as you can yeah. if you're DC? Because he's obviously kicking ass with Daredevil. Um, but for Batman Urban Legends, his story with Red Hood came to a close. I thought that was solid. Mm -hmm. The Tim Drake stuff is what has everybody's attention right now, which if you've been reading my reviews over on Geek for Wide of this – you would know that like this was coming from like I was hinting at it. It really felt like we were going to see Tim Drake like come out um, in some capacity, and he did that at the end of this issue. So that was that that's huge. Um, and obviously, it's like I, I just love how they did it in this story. The biggest one for me though, Joe, and I texted you afterwards is you got to read the Black Canary story because I was like, oh shit, oh yeah. shit. There's another title that you guys all know about. And um, you like, there's no way of knowing this was like gonna tie into it, but it absolutely did. So the Black Canary issue of uh, or story within Batman Urban Legend Six, make sure you check that shit out because oh, I am pumped uh, for the title that this was pertaining to. That's gonna start, um, I believe, in September, if and not I October. 
Yeah, and I didn't realize that Urban Le- Urban Legends was going to keep going. I thought it was going to end at issue six. Yeah, I was yeah. stunned by that too because with Tim Drake, we're going to get more on his story in issue ten of Batman Urban Legends. But yeah, yeah um, and also I reviewed um, Future State Gotham issue four for Geek for White too. If you guys black and white more on that. Yeah, but it was I I made sure to point this out. It was a lot better um, with this artist's work. I felt I, I understand like the frustration with this stuff, but it definitely played. Um, more so for me in this case. So, so real quick. So the Joker number six, I'll be doing a short little review for this on uh, uh, geeks worldwide. It'll come out later in the week, but you know, Tynan's back, uh, you know, writing because you know, the last issue they had like a whole new writer. It was him and Rosenberg, right? It was, uh, it was Brisson and Rosenberg or someone oh. else in Rosenberg. It was a different writer, different artist. Okay. And, um, or Rosenberg was the writer and there was a different artist camera anyways, but they brought a different artist to do, uh, to do the punchline story, Sweeney boo. Hmm. And it was very anime, very, very cartoony. And like punchline is such a badass character that, that, that art style really takes away from hmm. menacing. And she's, she, she drew this issue for punchline as well. And I can't say that I am a fan. Hmm, interesting. It takes it takes me away from what has been a really good story because I can't buy it because the art is too childlike. If that makes sense. Gotcha. Speak. Well, speaking of anime and manga, we have a guest who we're going to bring on in a little bit who is uh, big into manga, and we'll I'm sure I have some questions for him. So as we try to improve our show and educate ourselves a bit more in the entire world of comics. Um, but anyways, moving you know talking all about Zdarsky, Daredevil issue thirty three came out this week. Of course, that was the first book that Joe talked about on this show. And if you're watching our stream, you can see that he has that as his background today. Star Wars High Republic issue eight, Spider Man Spider Shadows issue five, Children of the Atom issue six, X Men Legends issue six, Fantastic Four Life Story issue three, and Defenders issue one all came out from Marvel this week. Uh, Joe, what came out from Dark Horse? Uh, so Dark Horse, we had Secret Land number three, which is a series that I do want to start reading. Uh, Masters of the Universe Revelations number two. So this is a book. I, I want to go back, read issue one. I want to read this, and I want to watch the cartoon. I've heard uh, good things about that. Uh, but the, the big book from Dark Horse this week is from Jeff Lemire, The Unbelievable Unteens, and mm. number one. This was awesome. It was a little horror. It was sort of classic. Lemire, like the kind of art, he wasn't the artist on this book, but it's the kind of art that he gravitates towards. Um, and it was just a, it was a fantastic story. Like it was a wild ride from, uh, from the first page to the last. And, you know, it, you know, we talked about this in the solicit where, you know, there's a comic artist and she's, you know, she's, she's kind of burnt out. That's right. Right. Cause she's got this, the, the unbelievable unteens is the name of the comic and it's very successful and she's at a con and she's you know up against deadlines and she hasn't slept. She's bad. And then right. like, I forgot and, about this. And all of a sudden one of the characters like as a ghost, like comes at it and she's like, he's telling her, he's like, you are an unteen, like you're writing this comic, but it's about things that happen to us. And the whole the ride that you go on, it was awesome. So I can't recommend this enough. Oh wow! This may, I may have to hold. Do you think this one I may have to hold off on so you can talk about it on the show? Yeah, probably. Okay, all right, fair enough. I won't I won't touch it then yet. Um, one book that you're not touching is Bunny Mask. Issue three of that drops this week from AstroShock, and I fucking love this series. <laughs> um, then we got from Boom Eve issue four. Mighty Morphin issue ten, Mamo issue two, and Enter the Slaughterhouse. Uh, I'm sorry, Enter the House of Slaughter issue one for free comic book day. Of course, that is this Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, Joe. So it make sure, sure you guys go and check that out. There's, and, and if you got a kid who's 
um, you know, interested in that kind of stuff, make sure you go and pick up something for them. If you're not picking it up for yourself, because there's plenty of good options out there. Um, I think AWA has something for, I think it's resistance issue one. Resistance, yep. Yeah. So highly recommend getting that one out. Um, if you haven't already gotten on fight girls issue two of that drops this weekend, you reviewed that for geach worldwide. Yeah, this has been an absolute fantastic story. It's got, you know, I think when we had Axel Alonso on, one of the things he talked about with Frank Cho is that he loves his ability to sort of draw those and write those, uh, pulp style comics from you know mm. uh you know the 50s and 60s so it's got a very savage land feel to it but you've got you started with 10 women the book uh issue one it got down to six and then you know so they have to go through these different terrains and go against all these different monsters to you know eventually there can be only one uh, <laughs> right uh and what was so that in and of itself makes for a great story but then there was some 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 conspiracy subplot that's been added in a little bit of mystery. That's just, that just elevates it. So I can't recommend fight girls enough. Okay. So is this, we, we mentioned that I had to circle back with you on, is this one that I have to hold off on? Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All you right. Be so quick, Nick. No, that's quick. It's fair. I mean, well, I mean, you're the one that's okay. Okay. Anyways, uh, IDW, we have Canto three, Lionhearted issue two, friggin' mouthful. You're reading Blade Runner Origins issue five uh, for that drop this week. That's from Titan. And then from Image, of course, a ton of stuff. Bitterroot 15, The Six Sidekicks of Trigger Keaton issue three, A Man Among Ye issue six, which I am all caught up on that one. Um, that, again, that's just a book that right now doesn't feel like I'm going to talk about on the show, but I think it is a solid book nonetheless. Um, and then we have Ordinary Gods issue two, which of course we talked to Kyle Higgins about. That's why we had him on primarily, but there's plenty else we talked about him. Um, that interview again is going to be dropping if you listen to the audio version of the show it's already available for you guys um but the big one like now ordinary gods was great but we knew after that first issue was good they follow he follows up awesome second issue silver coin though on the other hand we had a little bit of a lull and issue five dropped this week and you read it before i did and you you're absolutely right this one did not disappoint yeah this was fantastic i felt like the first issue was an absolute home run the the second issue was tremendous and then three and four were kind of like yeah, you know, and I was that really bummed me out because Lemire wrote one, and I was I just it wasn't my cup of tea. But this one, it was sort of a, an origin story, which I thought was weird for the last issue of you know a series, uh, and then we find out when you read it, oh no, volume two, it's going to continue. The next five issues got a whole new slate of writers. I think Rom V's one of them. So uh, I, mm-hmm. I it was this was awesome. It yeah. was it was it was horrific. It Very was, well done. Yeah, it was just it was brilliant. Very well done. Did not disappoint whatsoever. I cannot wait for to read more on this. Um, I, I will say I'm a little concerned. Like, what are they going to do more in the future, or is it going to be like between? Like, I guess the oldest is the oldest story besides the one we just got was probably the the first one, the very first yeah. silver coin. So is it going to be more in between that? Because if it is, I feel like you can do a lot of kick-ass stuff and I'm totally here for it. Um, so I'm, we're definitely going to continue reading that. Now, my, my gut is, is that they're just going to let the writers write a story. Like they yeah. have complete freedom to do whatever they want, you know, but they got to make decisions though. Like they, there's like True. a team of this. So like, I'm curious, how are they going to decide? It's not image oh. call. I know that, but right. um, either way, I just don't do so much futuristic stuff because that didn't, the yeah, worms didn't man still, that's yeah. like still haunting my nightmares. Uh, speaking of haunting my nightmares, I think it's time for us to bring on our first guest. Normally we would have a full, like, you know, Joe would be talking about a book and then I would do that for those who are new to the show. But today because it's been one year of TLDR, we want to uh, celebrate it and do something a little bit different. So we're bringing on our buddy Chris Shime of the DSG. What's up, Shime? What's up, boys? How are we doing today? 
a Texas Rangers hat, huh? That's an interesting choice. Yeah, I uh, I got a haircut, so it actually fits now. Um, oh. I forgot to pop that puppy on. And you got to spin it around. We're the backwards hat boys, baby. No, yeah, he's... Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. My, my apologies. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh, God. Look at that. There you go. Now we're, now go. we're Backwards falling. hat boys, gang, gang. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. But yeah, when we were we were getting ready to do this, Sean, you were one of the first people that we thought of having on. Of course, you're the only guy in the DSG until today that we've had on this show as a guest. And when we had you on, it was for the Future State event, right? Yes. Yes. Did you end up sticking with the next Batman stuff, the um, Jace Fox stuff? Uh, so no, I haven't. Uh, it's probably something that I want to go back to and check out, but Doc's giving me the no-go here, so I may not. <laughs> Um, but I've definitely been interested in, in, in it. I would like, especially at the beginning, like I thought it was a really cool idea, a really neat concept. Um, clearly the execution may not be up to par, but I, I may have to go test it out a little bit. No, it's, yeah, a, me thing, Shime. It, it's a me thing. I think I, I just got a little more bitter with future state as it went on. And then how they, how they went back to books after it ended. It's like, well, why didn't you just do it this way? Like, they, they, I felt like they did future state back asswards. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They were, yeah. they definitely, um, yeah, it was odd, but I I did think that the next Batman stuff was solid in the end. But Joe's been Joe hasn't picked it up at all since. Um, but the the reason we wanted to have you on to what like the biggest reason was like we don't touch manga at all <laughs> on here. And yep. I've seen a little bit of manga artwork actually. It was in the plot holes book. Joe, um, Sean Murphy yep. did a little bit with that. But anytime I go into Newberry, like I. I always see people lined up or, or at least hovering around the manga section. And that is in front of like, it's um in front of the comic section at, yeah. at Newberry. So I was hoping that you had a few that you could tell us about that. We should kind of look into down the line and maybe talk about on here or, or ones that got you started into manga, whichever. Yeah. So one of the, one of the cool things about manga is, is that all, the vast majority of them are all like animes now too. So if you've ever watched an anime that you've enjoyed, there's a manga version of that, that is slightly different to very different. It's very similar to when, you know, you have a movie adaptation of a book or, uh, you know, game of Thrones, a TV adaptation of a book where things are a little different than they are in the actual main story. Uh, and so I think it's really unique sometimes. So like one of the, one of the mangas that I have read, uh, and I've been reading for years now is I started with, uh, the, in the Naruto Shippuden, um, manga, and, and I've now carried it over into the sequel series, Boruto, the next Naruto, the next generation. And, and so I, um, having been able to have that continuity and then also it's really, it's really great because you get the beauty of reading the book and then maybe a couple months down the line, you get it in animated form. And sometimes, mm. sometimes, you know, you get more detail and more emotion sometimes out of the book. And then some of those fight scenes that you really felt like were really good in the manga then come alive in the anime. And so it's really cool to see that transition from print to live action and it's and it's awesome i absolutely love it it's one of my favorite things huh interesting interesting so like that with manga i've heard that it's the artist the writer and the artist are usually one in the same too right yes it's not okay that that's a big so, difference like, um yeah. the guy from naruto oh i i can't remember his name um but he had written naruto for years and years and years and then dragon ball had the same thing uh they had an author the same author from dragon ball all the way through dragon ball super um and so there's only certain entities now he's kind of like retired and so there's mm. only certain entities now that are canon to dragon ball so your dragon ball gt animation 
isn't canon to the normal Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super timeline, um, just because it wasn't written by the original artist. Dragon Ball Z fucks me up so much. I want to so never know where to jump in. I missed out on as a kid, and I'm like all fucked up. Yeah, see, I grew up with Toonami, so like for me, that's kind of what got me started into it in the first place, right? I, Dragon Ball Z was my gateway anime, if you will, and it kind of just like <laughs> oh it, it led me into. A, a giant hole of anime that I uh, have have never crawled myself out of. So before before we <laughs> before we we jump into the you know uh, all the questions, if someone like me, I've never read a shred of manga, and and to those that might be watching or listening, what is you know a title or or two titles that you would recommend for someone like myself uh, to jump in? So, I mean, the Attack on Titan manga is tremendous. Attack on Titan in general is one of the best animes. It's one of the best properties, like, going right now. As long as they don't screw So violent! It's, yeah, but it's amazing. If you love violence, if you love that kind of stuff, it is perfect for you. And I would say the other one, too, that's really gained a lot of mainstream popularity with the anime having just been released, like, a year and a half ago. And then now the movie has been released, uh, which was super popular. It was kind of like an intermittent thing. Uh, is Demon Slayer uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba. Uh, that Demon Slayer is awesome. There's 23 volumes. It's a completed oh, anime. Oh. So there's 23 volumes. They're, they're actual books. Um, and you can get them on, like, if you, you know, you're uh, on Comixology or wherever you, or you go to New Barrier or wherever you get your stuff, um, you can generally find any of the volumes. And this, the story is amazing and i i think i like what first brought me to this was the story and then when you finally it's the beauty of being able to combine that manga and anime because once you get to watch the anime the story comes to life in an absolutely gorgeous animation like anything you thought was beautiful in the books like is just exemplified in the show. So like, it's the perfect, it, whoever, you know, the showrunner did a really good job of taking the original writer's vision and, and really bringing it to life. And like, that's, that's the beauty of it too. Uh, and, and so that's something that you could easily dive into. And another thing that you can't get spoiled for you, right? Like I said, a lot of these manga are also currently running anime. So if you start a manga from the beginning, a lot of the time the anime is already in the mainstream. And there's going to be a lot of spoilers out there. Well, in the Demon Slayer manga, you're we're only seven, eight manga volumes into the show, and it's a twenty-three volume yeah. compendium. So like, yeah, there's there's so much more there that you can yes. get ahead of, and that's kind of the the balance that you have to find there. But I would say if you're gonna start, I love, I personally love Demon Slayer, and if you're into the violence, like Attack on Titan is, it not only is it violent, the story is really good too. I, I gotta be honest with you, Shyam. I did not go back and watch the second episode of Attack on Titan yet because that first one was just so jarring for me. <laughs> so uh, to be honest with you, the first time I watched it, I watched it and I was I was the same as you. I was I was just taken aback. I didn't really know how to react, and so I kind of let it let it kind of just fester for a little bit. And then probably two three months later, I went back and I just jumped right into episode two, and I was in. I was locked in i crushed 70 episodes or 50 episodes in like three or four days this thing dong's still watching the fucking conjuring he's you know he's, <laughs> he's not going back to attack on wait, wait wait what are you what are you talking about you I, at least i can read books and not have nightmares necessarily <laughs> yeah all right so actually speaking of speaking of, so shine one thing we wanted to ask you and i'm curious if uh, my hero academia is going to fall under this umbrella but the top five books that you are currently reading that could be now or within the past, I don't know, 
you know, year since we started yeah. the show, I guess. So uh, actually, My Hero isn't actually something that I've read yet. Uh, I've only watched it. Uh, it's one of the things that's kind of on my list to go read. I'm currently trying to chop my way through De- the rest of Demon Slayer. Mm. And then I want to hop into uh, a My Hero uh, because I watched the show and the show is tremendous. So that's kind of something that I definitely want to watch there. Uh, another thing that I uh, am reading right now is the King and Black storyline by Donnie Cates. No, oh, like yes. It's so good. I, I kind of waited till it was over. Yeah. I kinda have an idea of what happens, but I want to read it. I want to actually be able to sit down and read it. And so I'm super, super excited for that. I just started it. There you um, go. So that's really exciting. Another one that I started actually, uh, another basically uh, another comics program, uh, Variant Comics over on YouTube. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. They like, like worked with comiXology and they're coming out with their own original comic uh it's written by frank barbary and eris quinones and it's called astonishing times um they are only they are only one uh issue in i think the second issue actually should come out probably just a little later this month um but i I think the idea the premise behind it is really cool um i I highly recommend it again they're only one issue in so you can kind of get in on the ground floor here Mm kind of see what it's like and it's you know it's it's a world where heroes are kind of commonplace and they're almost kind of like almost like maybe what we may experience with the movie culture in the future where kind of heroes are kind of the thing of the past Uh and people have to learn to reappreciate them again it it has to they have to kind of find a renaissance more or less Hmm. um which i think is which i I think could be really cool another thing and it's a a show that i had actually mentioned previously they started doing a comic book adaptation of game of thrones yes Um, they did they did and so i have uh read issue one uh in the clash of kings and so i am like i'm all in i read the books I've seen the show. So all of the Game of Thrones content you can send my way. I'm pretty sure they even have uh, like a spinoff uh, graphic novel called The Hedge Knight, which I kind of want to check out. Uh, and so like there's so much Game of Thrones comic content actually out there. Who's um, publishing that? Is it Dark Horse or is it – do you know uh, off the top of your head? I, hold on. I have it right here. Let me pull it up. Oh, nope. That's the wrong – I, I would just think it would be Dark Horse. I mean Game of Thrones has been doing a lot of, you know – either graphic adaptations of the books or really no uh, shit yeah. yeah yeah they've been they've been trying to do as much as they can um oh there's some original stuff uh yeah there's a whole bunch of game of thrones stuff out there. yeah it doesn't i can't tell who it's done by but like it's just like it's uh it's written by landry q walker um so like it was it's just adapted from the original george r, r. martin storyline um but it's uh the animation like the 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 art style is really cool i really like it so i'm really interested to see kind of how that goes huh uh i'm trying to see if i can find oh from dynamite huh interesting okay okay and and then the last thing i'll uh, leave you guys with is another manga um this is it's a very polarizing manga because people in the anime community feel very aggressively one way or another towards this specific anime. And that would be sword art online. Um, basically the premise is, is that, uh, a, a ton of people get trapped in a video game as like an experiment. And if you die in the video game, you die in real life. Mm-hmm. And then, and so it's a process of trying to, if, but if somebody beats the game, anybody who's still alive gets out for free. And so it's kind of um, the, it was originally a manga and then they made it into an anime and they made a lot of spinoffs and, and sequels onto that. And now they're coming out with what's called Sword Art Online Progressive, which is a more detailed story into the original 
uh, what's called Einkrad series, which is where they're trapped in this original video game and, and how certain characters uh, survive and grow. Because in the actual anime and in the original manga, there's a lot of massive time jumps. And so people were always curious what kind of happened within those and progressive goes back and kind of really breaks it down um, because it's like a hundred levels to this building. And so they'll skip from like level one to level 20 to level 53. Whereas in progressive, they're going to really kind of get down into the details as they break through each and every level. Nice. You, you talked about a couple Jeez. of books that really piqued my fucking interest. Yeah, it's so. a whole whole other world out there. That yeah. we we cover a lot, Doc, but there's just so much out there. I know, and I think and you I'm on top of it. And you, just you can't, can't read everything, guys, and that's why, like, I you know, that's why I, I love, just... that's why I love talking <laughs> to you guys about stuff because a lot of the times, anything that I I bring to the table, you read, but there's also some stuff that I read that you don't read, and vice yeah. versa. Mm-hmm. It's really nice to kind of get those uh, get those point of views. Yeah. So so speaking of which, so are there any books that we have discussed on TLDR? Uh, that have piqued your interest shot. So actually, yes. So uh, Doc in particular, and you tweet about it. I've seen you tweet about it all the time. Uh, uh, Usagi Yojimbo. Oh! Yes, I will give you all the Usagi Yojimbo you want, baby. Uh, Samurai Rabbit, I'm in. I have, I literally, I'm, I kid you not, on my, on my other screen here, I have my comicsology page up. And the uh, volume one of Usagi Yojimbo the Ronin, I have literally right here in my queue ready to read. Are you wow. in, uh, are you subscribed to uh, Comicsology Unlimited? Uh, I am. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there should be a bunch. There should be. There's some. a ton of them. Yeah. And so like this, I saw this was Volume One. I'm gonna start from the beginning. Oh. This is a backcracker recommendation. I see him tweet about it all the time. Look at this. Um, Look at that. So Fry I was. Papa. I was. And the other the other one that I saw again another Doc recommendation. Sorry, Friar. That's but okay. Another one that I've seen Doc recommend is uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah. I mean. Yeah. Who the fuck's not into vampires? I'm sorry to curse. I don't know. I no, 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 this, this is a doc production. This is, this is an aggression <laughs> Keith show. You're fine. <laughs> so, um, so Philadelphia also looks really cool because again, Attack on Titan. Like I'm into kind of I like the grittier kind of stuff sometimes, especially when it comes to you know your comics and graphic novels. I love to get gritty because I don't feel like I can be overly disgusted with the violence when mm. it comes to like print and art because I think any way you do it is like beautiful whereas tv can sometimes overdo it or do it poorly and so there's a really big divide there and so and so i think a lot of books like that uh, kind of resonate with me and so that's kind of why i led, led to that one as well and jason sean alexander's art i mean it is it's exactly what it is it is gritty it mm. is you know i don't want to say it's violent because I mean, it, it is but that doesn't like do it justice there's, it's fucking yeah exactly dark, it's there, there's it's yeah. it is something to it and it is just it's ferocious, is what it is. Yeah, and and the story that That's goes so along funny. with it, and goes along with it. Um, you know the the characters that are reduced. I mean, Rodney Barnes is absolutely killing it. So Sean, yeah, that that is well, that's definitely a must read. Well, that was yeah. one of the book, books Sean, that was up for uh, best new series for the Eisners last year. Um, oh, and wow. it ended up losing to Black, Black Widow. Widow. So here's a funny one for you, Sean. I don't know if you know this, but we talked about all the books that were up for best new series for the Eisners for without Black Widow. No, 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 we did talk about Black Widow. The doc talked about, I think it was six candidates. Five of them were doc books. One of them was my book, and my book won. <laughs> it was unbelievable. That's awesome. But uh, but yeah, that was a great series. But anyways, yeah, Philadelphia. I, I've enjoyed it. Keith's enjoyed it. We're gonna talk to him in a few minutes too. Um, yeah. I, I we a ton of people. So that was obviously a big winner. Of course, we had Rodney Barnes on the show to talk about Philadelphia a little while back. And I'm curious, Shine, um, you know, if you've if there's any interviews that we've done that have interested you, and moreover. 
who would you like to see us have on the uh, program down the line? So I, I think, I mean, for me, I've always been a massive Scott Snyder fan. Anybody that knows me knows how much I love Batman. I've always loved Batman. The Bat family in general is just my favorite entity in all of basically written media mm -hmm. um, because between Batman and Nightwing, I could read and watch and learn all day. Uh, and so his tie into that is uh, just awesome. And the fact that you guys have had him on now, what, three times, right? Mm -hmm. Like is awesome. And I, that's another book I actually really want to read is his Noctera book. I oh, hell yeah. That. Hell so, yeah. So I definitely want to check that out. I mean, Scott, you can't beat Scott Snyder. And I think, I would love to hear you guys talk to somebody like Donny Cates. Uh, I think his Thor run into King and Black was just awesome. So uh, I, and that's I'm right. Really you looking, were big on Thor. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really, I'm really excited for how King and Black finishes, and I have the utmost faith in him. Uh, and I also think James Tynan would be awesome. Oh, I mean, oh, of course. I've yeah. been, <laughs> I've been, I've been reading him now since he did Batman and Robin Eternal, like three or four years ago. Um, and so, and he has done an amazing job. So you call that uh, I think Tent City. If yeah, you no kidding. <laughs> so uh, before, I, I think both those guys would be awesome. Before Joe asked you the last question that we have for you, make I talked about God Country on here a little while back. That's an image book um, that is by Donny Cates. Really enjoyed. It's only six issues. You can go and get that trade anywhere now. It, got, it just got option for a movie or the production just started. Something to that effect. Um, that was one I talked about since you got, you're got you only picking out doc books. You're going to like that one a lot because obviously it's Donny <laughs> Cates. He's kicking ass. But go ahead, Joe. Ask, ask Sean the last question before we kick him off. So we uh, we posted on Instagram and Twitter the other day uh, one of these uh, you know drafts you know that I that I you know I uh, you know I put a little bit into you know had a good time good fun time with that so it was fifteen dollars to create the greatest stack ever shine what were yep. the books uh, that you chose so I I think mine can may change at some point down the line but I think right this second from the stuff that I've read I I picked. I, I really battled with this. I actually changed it three or four times uh, before I kind of locked it in. But ultimately, I went with uh, Batman the Long Halloween at mm -hmm. $5, Old Man Logan at $5, Death in the Family at $3, and then uh, Daredevil the Man Without Fear at $2. Uh, so I think what I was struggling with for a long time was I was trying to decide if I really wanted to have two Batman comics in my greatest stack. <laughs> uh, it was kind of the, the toughest part because I also really think – I think The Walking Dead at $4 is like a steal um, just because there's just so much to it. It's so dense yeah. that there's so much content to that um that I, I felt like that was kind of a steal at four dollars and so I, I for a long time i really thought about going logan walking dead death in the family daredevil spider-man um to really have a nice thick stack on mm. top of having uh but i i ended up just going with the two batman comics it's probably me being a batman homer but uh it is what it is yeah that was the trouble i had with it's the first time i've done something like this and so like I wanted to sort of, I wanted people to have to like really pick and choose and I wanted yep. them to struggle a little bit with it. And I knew that some of the books that I put in, in the four and the $3 range were probably like, Oh yeah. Okay, that's a, that's a steal there. He was, but he like, was ruffling my feathers as he was fucking making it. He's showing me a list. And I'm like, Joe, that's not a $3 people, book. Well, it made yeah, it so but easy. I people have to think. Yeah. The first thing that I said was, Oh my God, daredevil at $2 is a steal. That's immediate. That's a lock. Yeah. Like the first thing I said was daredevil man without fear at $2 is a lock that's going in. Yeah. And then I kind of built it from there.
Yeah. yeah, and I'll tell you what, the other guy we're having on, we're just going to have a quick crossover between the two of you. Just, you haven't seen each other enough today. What's Hi, up, Keith? Hey, uh, what's going on? We were stunned when we saw what Keith picked for his uh, his list. You had, what was it, Rich? You had uh, Swamp Thing among I yours, did. right? I had Swamp Thing because sort of what Sean was just saying, I wanted a, a stack that would have more than just like five quick trades. Like I wanted, like I wanted big stories. And so personally, the Long Halloween is my favorite individual run. But I went Saga from the five dollar pile because that is Got I'm not even caught up. I, I'm like I think I've read eight volumes, and I know they're wherever they're at. There's now. nine. You're almost there. I'm close, but it's incredible, and so I, I think it's probably the best thing ever written. Yeah, I might I, say it's the perfect comic book ever written. It is, and I love everything on that. I, I've read everything on that five dollar rack. I've read everything on that four dollar rack, but I skipped the four dollar rack. I went the boys <laughs> and Infinity Gauntlet for the three. Mm -hmm. Solid uh, picks. Went with both of those, and then I went with Daredevil, like again, like Sean was talking about, and Swamp Thing, because Swamp Thing, it's Alan Moore. Yeah, yeah, I had to have something from Alan Moore. Uh, no Watchmen on this list. We so. will be doing more of these down the line. I figured. Yes. I figured. Yeah, Joe, Joe got yeah. chirped a couple times about some <laughs> X Men ones that we're missing too. All good. No, it's a good exercise, and it, it was definitely a thinker. And I, for for me personally, I've never read Chew. I think Death of Superman is a mess. I fucking yes, own it. It's back agreed. behind me. It's horrible. Like, you can't just pick it up and read it. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. That's why it's a $1 <laughs> book. No, I know. But that's why I was, I punted on all the ones. And that's why I was like, all right, I'm going with two twos, two threes, and only one five. Yeah. So uh, I still feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I didn't know you were such a Swamp Thing stand because you were talking like about Swamp Thing on, uh, on the uh, Subathon, uh, you know, the TV show. I do. But, I like yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, Shine, before we let you go, have you read Saga yet? I have not. No, dude, then don't even like, don't like, don't like again. One of the books that I talked about on the show, okay, uh, okay, okay. go, f go fucking read that shit like right now. <laughs> Am I wrong, Doc? I, no, you're not wrong, but I'm gonna get you a, a fucking fishing pole. You keep fucking fishing for compliments. Over here. <laughs> All right, with that, we're gonna kick Shine out of here. Shine, thank you so much. Guys, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> All right, that's enough of Shine. Bullshit. All right, all right, Rich. So um where do we want to start with him joe um let's start with the interviews let's ask him what his favorite oh yes yeah well unless if we don't fucking know what's like the favorite <laughs> interview that we've done on here freaking text me about it i think after the first one right your well, favorite you interview so you might be a little bit surprised so i think there's there's two different answers here there's the my favorite person who you've interviewed and then there's who i think was the best interview Oh, like okay. That. All right, you have my attention now. Okay. So the person, it's no surprise, he's one of my favorites. And Davey and I were just talking about this the other day. There's probably four to five writers, at least for me, that is you must read everything. It's not all going to be good or, or great, I should say. It's all good. Most of it's great. And that'd be Scott Snyder. Like, I love the Batman run. I love the Black Mirror Batman, which is actually the first thing I ever read by him, where Dick Grayson was Batman. I love American Vampire, obviously. I like some of his other horror books like Witches and Severed and stuff like that. So I'm all mm -hmm. in on Scott Snyder. You guys have had him on a bunch, and I really enjoyed him. But kind of a guy I was not all that familiar with, and I thought was just so interesting, and great job with the questions from both of you, Benjamin Percy. Ooh. Yeah, that was a okay. I was nice. a big Benjamin Percy fan. Uh, it's like his upbringing was pretty interesting and him talking about the trucker industry and all of that oh, stuff. Sure. And then what helped is the guys get the greatest voice, the coolest voice in the world. Yeah. For so, real. So before we went, before we started the interview, the, the first fucking dumbass words out of my mouth were 
you should have been Wolverine on the podcast. You sound like, oh, this guy knows he's got a deep ass voice, and here I am, just like oh. you know, putting it right in his face. You know, it was it was good though because I wasn't super familiar with him, and I was like, man, I gotta I gotta pick up some of his stuff. I gotta I gotta read his stuff. I was really interested. Yeah, so Year Zero, Joe talked about that on here. Definitely worth your time. I haven't read that one yet, but I will be. That's from AWA. And then Devil's Highway is the trucker one. Yeah. He said he's going to go and revisit that story. Um, that's only six issues so far, for, so an easy one for you to pick up on. And then we both got on Wolverine, and you heard in the interview, he said he's got like his ultimate Wolverine story coming in, what was it, January, January. next year? So we'll like, oh, oh, shit, all right. Yeah. yeah. That's and, I've been, and I've been reading his novel, and it's been fantastic. The cool. Night Metal. It's, it's absolutely right. awesome. Yeah. So, Keith, then, um, you know, we know that of the, the reason we had you and Shyamon, of course, you listen to the show, but also we were like, we know you read a ton of comics um, more so. I mean, some of the guys in the DSC can't even fucking read for God's sakes. So I'm curious, what are the five books? Uh, what are your five favorite books that you are currently reading or have read recently? Um, and, and again, probably tip of the cap to you guys, because I haven't for a very long time picked up weekly issues. I just haven't done it. I just, you know, you got to make room for stuff in your life. And it's just, that was one of the things that got cut out, but I'll still, I'll like binge read stuff. So once like a bunch of collect editions to come out, I'll go from reading nothing for a month to having like a stack of books that I'll read over like a couple of weeks. So it's ones that you guys have recommended to me that I've, I've kind of read up until the trades are out. So something is killing the children, Philadelphia. The Department of Truth. Those are the three that I've that I've caught up to as far as like the the book. A couple of them are behind me here. <laughs> here we fucking go. This fucking face. behind me. So those. Well, who recommended those books? Uh, those would be Doctor Joe. They'd be the backcracker. Yeah, that's fucking right. All of those, and I'm all in. That's right up my alley. I do perk up when when Doctor Joe starts talking about different horror books that he has read and i was like oh i'm interested in these and ones that i haven't started but i'm dying to read would be snyder's american vampire 1976 mm. and i talked to you guys about this uh just with like texting but i really wanted the rorschach book to be good i haven't started it at all i think the trade will be ready by december but is that something you think I'm going to like? Because I was also pumped for doomsday clock believe mm. it or not doomsday clock was a book i collected weekly for the first, well, they had different scheduling issues, but mm, yeah, I went to my local shop probably for the first five episodes, and I'm like, or five episodes, five five issues, and I was like, oh, this isn't very good. I'm gonna stop, and then Joe told me not to finish it. So, what do you, either of you guys up on Rorschach? I was one that was reading it, and after the second issue, I was like, eh, it's all right. Like it's just it's just not keeping my attention long enough. Um, it's just it's very dense. It's Tom King too, which Joe like as much as Joe praises Tom King, he feels pretty much the opposite. I mean, uh, James Tynan, he feels the opposite about Tom King. Now Tom so. King's the one that did Vision, though, right? Yeah, he did. He's he, written he, some good books, but oh, fucking hey, like, he's I, doing a, uh, and he had a Batman run, which I know was obviously very very mixed. And uh, then, I'm really anything DC Black Label, I'll pick up and read. I'll read all. I'll read all of those uh, when when they're once they're fully out. Like that. Uh, one of the ones that Fryer recommended, of course, would be Three Jokers, which is one of the, my favorite things I've read in the last couple of years. Mm. Yeah, you're gonna want to check out Nice House on the Lake too by James mm. Tynan. Yeah. Okay, right, that's another Black Label, and I think that's just gonna be a 12 issue run. It's probably gonna be the last book that Tynan does on DC because he's 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 doing his own thing now. But that one is that one's awesome because it's. It's got horror elements to it, and it's a real sort of kind of thriller mystery, you know, like, you know, what the fuck's going on here? It's sort of like a, 
like an Agatha Christie novel almost like, and then there were none where everyone gets invited to this house uh, and yeah. then this catastrophic events happens. And like it, the, the shit that you learn and how it happens and the guy that brings them all together, it's really fucked up and it's tremendous. Keeps a horror guy too at the end of the day. Like that's what you yeah. have to read most. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And I'm also I'm listening to your guys' weekly recaps, uh, Nick. It sounds like The Conjuring is like good, not great. <laughs> it's solid. Yeah, solid. it's, it's okay. yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't like we get review copies, so it's a little yeah. bit different for us. But yeah, I, I'm still reading. I haven't read the third issue yet. That came out last week. But yeah, I wouldn't necessarily yeah. say it's a must. I'll let you know by the end of it though for okay. sure. All right, um, cool. But actually, Bunny Mask from Aftershock is a horror book, and the third issue of that dropped this week, and that one's been oh god, it's giving me fucking shivers. Yeah, I saw. You guys post the cover of that or one of the yeah, yeah. for that. It was pretty wild. It's our first I, issue, I, man. I, Joe hasn't read it yet because he's letting me like have this one to talk about on the show, but oh fuck, yeah, man. I feel bad. Really, I like that. Yeah. And then the Red Mother was the only I think the Red Mother's the only horror book I've talked about on here, Joe, right? Because you've done all the horror books. Like Hotel yeah. was the other oh, one too. Oh, hotel. Like that one's yeah, for being the the, the chicken shit one on the show, I read almost right. exclusively all the, all the horror but i can i can deal with it in a book because i can just kind of close the book down put it aside and come back to it when it's daylight uh but hotel that's another one from awa there, there's been these run of like anthology style books like ice cream man uh hotel uh there's one uh what's haha ha with the fucking clowns uh that one <sighs> stops i stop with the fucking clowns yeah, but, like, clowns. I'm out like, clowns. Like, clowns and snakes clowns and snakes out Anything else I'm, I can read, I can handle, I'm not scared of anything else. Those just those two things. But you like hotel, you know, what's great about AWA is that generally their books are five, six issues, boom, capped. And like you think each issue is just its own separate story, and then it all comes together at the end. And it is fucked. The first issue like really fucked me up. I remember texting Nick after he's like, What the fuck did I just read? That was a mistake. <laughs> Uh, but that that that's one that should be out in a trade. You can get that one. It's all done. It's been out for a little while. I think you four issues only two keys. So oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I like that. It makes you feel smart when you read it really quick. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so outside of uh, kill, uh, Philadelphia, something's killing the children and Department of Truth. Are there any other books that Nick or I have talked about on the show that have piqued your interest? Well, yeah, I mean, all the Red Hood stuff. Like me and Nick share a uh, a favorite hero or anti-hero and. I was going to basically, once it's all written, get, have you guys give me the master list of what to go get, whether it's some of those mm. state stuff or... Batman Urban Legends. Urban yeah, Legends. The, 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 Red, the, the Red Hood shit and the Grifter stuff. Grifter. Both I awesome. love Grifter. Yeah. Both awesome. Both written so, by Chip Zdarsky, or at least uh, Red Hood was written by Chip Zdarsky. So how much is that? Is that like a three-issue run, or is that like an ongoing thing? It's six, and so the, the, that is the, an anthology series that appears to be going beyond six issues. We thought it was only going to be six, but the Red Hood was only six issues that just came to an end this week. So I would assume they're going to just release the Red Hood shit because I feel like that was like 12, 22 pages a piece. So yeah, you should be able to get that one, I would think, in a couple months. And All right, the I'm Grifter was in the that. first five, too. So like, yeah. Yeah. Grifter, then, dude, uh, I feel like Grifter, we're going to get some, I think we're going to get some serious Wildcat shit in, uh, in DC it. soon. I like it. Uh, question for you guys, too. Speaking of Tom King, I meant to ask you this before. Did either of you guys read Strange Adventures? No. No. Nah, I was, it's another Black Label thing. It was a 12-issue run that's already done. Yeah, it wasn't. I'm trying to think of what I want to go back and collect and grab all this stuff, but there's yeah. also, do you guys read uh, Brian Azzarello's Suicide Squad, Get Joker? Yes. Yeah, we uh, we actually we we talked about that it last week, right? Yeah. yeah. That was yes. fantastic. It gets a little wordy in the middle there, but overall it was a great first issue. I still okay. haven't read the Joker puzzle box one yet, but Red Hood in the Suicide Squad book was fantastic. The one I'll tell you now 
The yeah. one I'll tell you not to pick up is the Future State Gotham. As much as I think it's been solid, it's only been three. There's three issues of Red Hood. The fourth one had Harley Quinn uh, focused on her and Punchline, but it's in black and white, and it's like supposed to be in the like a neo future. It's a very weird feel. Joe, I, I don't like it. Joe, like that that decision. Joe fucking hates it. Yeah, right. not the right move. But um, what was it? Oh, so I, I, you've listened to the interviews that we've done, and I know Snyder's your guy. And I would think, you know, if we hadn't had him on, that would be like the person you want us to interview if we could. But is there someone else that like you would look at and would love to see us bring in at some point? Yeah, I think a couple guys would be cool. One is a guy who works with Snyder all the time, but from a different side of it would be Greg Capullo. I think yeah. he's a cool he's a cool dude. It seems like on Twitter. Uh, I, I love his illustrations. I love his, and you can tell he and Snyder work together. Like it's sort of like some of these ideas are the two of them together. So I like him. And also just, I am a massive Garth Ennis fan. Mm, yeah. It's another I, guy who's like, whatever he writes, you pick up and read. Dude, did, you, did you read Sarah yet from TKO studios? Oh. No, I've not read. Dude, Sarah. That You're was one of the first that, right? books. Like that's one of the first books I talked about on this show. Yeah, I remember. And, okay. Yeah. That is like, like, so John Constantine, City of Demons. I fucked that up so much. And, and, and goddamn Constantine book. Yeah. Spurrier, Cy Smith, what side? Yeah, Spencer. Spencer. Yeah. The fuck. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's an easy mistake. And in fairness, I did talk about the other one on the show, and I said I liked it, but that I one is not hated it. That one is not near on the level of City of Demons. City of Demons, I recommend to anybody. And Sarah is the other book that I would say I'd probably recommend to like anybody. I don't need to know shit about you. It's a really good read. Is it better than Preacher or The Boys? Okay, well, it's much different. It's much different. It's only six <laughs> issues, Keith. How am I going to compare it to those two? Oh, yeah, okay. Those ones are like marathon books. Okay. Exactly. This is oh, six issues. That's a, TKO is a, a company that you probably don't know a whole hell of a lot about. We've talked about them a little bit on here. But yeah. Yeah, you may want to look into them at some point. Red Fork. Actually, is a book Red that you Fork probably is like. One, is one oh. of my favorites. Yeah. You, oh, as a horror book, as a horror yeah. fan, you would love Red Fork. And that Red Red Fork and Sarah, pick those yeah. up. You can probably get a deal on the shipping too. All right. And, and Ennis, right. it's tough to get a hold of, but we got an in now with yeah. Alonso. Yes, so, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe we could pull that off. But or uh, if you could find, uh, if you could find Alan Moore out of yeah. Iron, <laughs> yeah, get him right. on. The He's right. a bunker with Tim Thomas. You'd have to explain to him what a podcast is, but I'm sure it'd be great. Uh, someone wants us to get Stan Leon in the chat, but I don't know how realistic we'll try. We'll try. We'll, 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 we'll use our connections, you know? It'd be yeah. incredible. So last uh, question, Keith, before you got to take off. And and so I recently came into a, a bundle of comics that my cousin gave me. He was at his mother's house. He's like, I got to get rid of these. You want them? I said, yeah, I'll take them. And I'm thumbing through them. And it's like the first 10 original Spawn issues. It's the original uh, Todd McFarlane Spider-Man run. It's uh, uh, um, uh, what's his name there? Lee uh, uh, Jim Lee. X-Men. Jim Lee is X-Men run. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. So I, I'm like, I'm looking at all these fucking books, and it just took me back to you know when I was a kid. So what were the comics that you know? What were the stories, the things that got you into comics? So because uh, we're about the same age, Joe, and it's yeah. probably. Honestly, seeing all of the characters on the same page in Infinity War, Infinity yeah. Gauntlet, and Infinity Crusade, like, blew my mind. Yeah. And I was always a fan of, like, one-offs, and you'd go, and I was always more of an X-Men fan than Avengers or X-Men yeah. over Spider-Man or over Fantastic Four, but I celebrated all of them and looked at all of them. I love the the trading cards. The trading yes. cards were a massive thing. We need to bring that shit back, man. Those were oh, awesome. 100%. So between that and then like the animated series, like the the cartoons, yeah. But I just loved Infinity War, and I remember talking to friends in like 
middle school and high school when they first got like the early run of uh Ben Affleck Daredevil and uh Fantastic Four and Spider-Man and I'm like they got to put all these assholes in a movie together. I'm like <laughs> they need to share universe this thing, get yeah. it together. The books are already written. You yeah. do Infinity War. I just there's something about seeing Daredevil on the same page as Wolverine on the same page as Punisher. It just like yeah. blew my mind as a kid and then I got into like image comics. Remember image back in the day, yeah. which was like wildcats and spawn and like Stormwatch. They had these shitty stories. The yeah. awful story. You couldn't even read them, but they looked so cool. No, it's horrible. All this yeah. shit was so bad. And like, there's, there's like, I think there's a documentary about like image comics back then. Oh, there's but, dude. The, the fact that that's the thing with spawn, like McFarlane, I've said it before. Like I love his artwork and everything he's done with toys is amazing. But as a writer, it's like, stuff was, was rough, but it like looked cool. And it's sort of an alternative. Oh, it, so it always jumped. Like we would go to this one place, uh, this one comic book stop that also had, you know, baseball cards and had everything else. It was the greatest place in the world. And you go on the old spinner rack. And those image comics would just pop out at you. And I have yeah. a bunch of them. They're probably worth all less than they were the day that like I fucking bought them. But they just look cool. So because even back then, like when you're not or I'm sorry, when I was nine or ten, it was definitely more of like the pictures and like the action scenes and all that stuff than more the actual story. And then when you would later go back and read the story, you're like, oh, there's nothing here. But some of these, some of these Marvel stories are pretty sweet. Yeah, but look at the hooters on that broad, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. And, like, the blood, like, dripping from their face. I'm like, this is so cool, but there's nothing there. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah. Keith, we really appreciate you spending some time with us. Of course, you guys can go and listen to hashtag dork. Uh, you can find it everywhere you listen to podcasts. Of course, part of the DSG, the, the, the leader of the DSG. Um, and make sure you go subscribe to them on YouTube. They're still trying to get to 1,000. You guys are almost there. Um, and, Keith, what is the other show that you recently started with, Fitzy? I know it's not part of the DSG, at least yet. Yeah, that'd be the Punt Club show. So if you are a big beer fan, uh, craft breweries, we are going to try to go to different craft brewer, uh, or breweries, go around the place. That's right, Backcracker. He's going to be at the Oktoberfest coming up next month. Um, but so the first one we did was at Idle Hands. Our friends at Idle Hands let us in there. We went around and we drank their beers. We talked to the owner. We talked to some patrons. And it's on YouTube right now. You can go to our YouTube channel or uh, the Dork Podcast YouTube channel right now and and uh, check that out. So we're hopefully something to uh, get going here new show you, we, of course you guys got the live event at idle hands coming up yeah. and actually i got doc won't be there but we got a little something that we uh, may want to oh. hand out to some of the people there some I bookmarks from the book boys so nice. uh, we'll have those for people who are going there so make sure you guys come say hi we're excited for it well, I, i'm excited for it joe's not even fucking going like an asshole i'm going to foam brewers what can i say i'm sorry <laughs> foam's pretty good but well, rich yeah, I appreciate it. And happy one year anniversary, guys. Honestly, I, I was so glad when you started doing this. I remember just watching it when it was on Twitch. And I was like, yeah, it'd be kind of nice if they had a podcast. So I could listen to it in the car. But uh, you guys did that. <laughs> yes. And uh, it's great. It's a part of my my weekly habit. I just can't believe how many books you read and how you keep it straight. If I read like two at once, I forget shit. Like I forget all of it. And you guys go back and forth at the beginning of your episodes. You're always like, yeah, this one's really good. Yeah, this one's really strong. I'm like, how the fuck can you keep track of all this stuff? But well, yeah, I think since February, I've read 514 books. Insanity. We got each other. That's the thing. We have that's each other. True. That's, that's true. helps keep us straight in this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a fuck time. But anyways, we'll let you go, Rich. Thank you again. We really appreciate it, brother. All right. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. That's all right. Easy. So, of course, you guys make sure you follow uh, Rich on Twitter at Dork Podcast. Make sure you, sure you go follow Shime on Twitch at Shime Time. He's also on Twitch, of course, one of the Twitchers in the DSG, along with Doc. Um, Joe, I mean, great having some guys on, but fuck, 
where did the time go? It's, it feels like, it's, like, it's the same thing with our fucking the whole show in general, but today. Yeah. Oh, Ugh. man, it flies by. But that that's a lot of fun. And, and that was, the I think, the idea behind, you know, doing this format for this particular episode because, you know, the year has flown by. Everything about this is, is is absolutely flown by. And like I was, you know, talking about, you know, you know, way at the start, you know, it's like this idea was just at first like, oh yeah, let's just let's just get on StreamYard yeah. or Twitch or whatever and let's just talk comics for like an hour. And then, you know, Wes, you know, actually came up with the name of the show. You know, your yep. partner over and changed my mind. And then I remember it's like, oh, let's do this. And then I was on vacation. So then we had some we had some time before, you know, before we started and, and when we actually got going. And and I had no idea. No, I never even crossed my fucking mind that when we do this show, we would ever do interviews. And no. that's become my favorite part. Yeah. I, I love I love our mainline episodes. I mean, that is our show. That is our bread and butter. That is where we started. And obviously we developed. I mean, originally it was not even we were I didn't even know if in the first episode we were talking about the new books that week. Um, at least when I talked about it with you originally, that wasn't my plan. Just because like it was a new thing. And you're not, you hadn't done podcasting before. So in terms of timing, it's a big commitment, right. as you now know. Joe does so much behind the scenes. Um it's it's crazy. Like the Instagram page, like I do some the audio stuff. Joe does all the Instagram stuff. He does an outstanding job with it. And we will talk about our list um, for that that thing that you created in a second. But yeah, you've done so much over this year. But the interviews, it, it's like it's been crazy. And the way it started too, I mean, we fucking start on such a high note. And just to take people a little, like a little behind the scenes on how that happened too. This was, I want to say it was November. It was when Scott Snyder was doing his Kickstarter campaign for Noctara. And it came to the very end. And at some point along the way, I'm like, ah, you know what? I had like an interaction with him at one point on Twitter after a review that I'd done for one of his books. And then I was like, I'm going to try and reach out to him. Couldn't get him. Um, you know, even though he, we'd been in each other's DMs before I tried emailing him, didn't work. So then I like search on on the Kickstarter campaign, see who's running it, reach out to that person very late in the process. And then someone else reaches out to me and says, Hey, like, you know, we would set up an interview, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh shit. And they were like that day. And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> and then I was like, at the time you and I hadn't done anything. And like Wes hadn't, like I, we were still on the change my mind channel. So I wasn't sure how it was exactly going to be handled. And like, I was like, well, Wes hasn't read any of that stuff. So I reached out to you and then you were like, yeah, fuck yeah. And like, and then we were supposed to do it at a certain time and then something happened. Scott like screwed up with his schedule and then we had to do it even later on in the night. And then from there, it's just been like, I mean, just to go down the fucking list too. So everybody knows. In case I was like, sitting at Supercuts waiting to get my haircut when you sent me that text, by the way. Oh, we're, <laughs> you, you actually, we need to make a graphic of all the people we've had on in the yeah, first yeah, yeah. year. Um, so Kyle Higgins is going to kick off year two for our shit. Um, he's technically our 11th guest. We've had a couple people on multiple times. We've had Scott Snyder on three times, a couple times to talk Nectera. One time was almost completely about death metal. Um, but in those Nectera conversations, we talked about quite a bit of other stuff. Adam Lawson to talk about the Kill Journal. That's an Indiegogo book. And I think you guys can still go get some of this stuff. I also talked about the eighth on here at one point as well. I really enjoyed that. Um, Katana Collins, Batman White Knight presents Harley Quinn. Cullen Bunn, we had him on twice initially to talk about Bite Size, but we talked you know a lot about a lot of his work at that point, and then we talked about some of the summer releases, and there was even more. We should have we, we could have dug into even more with yeah, him. Yeah, we got to have time. him on again. Yeah, yeah, that was in hindsight we we that was a, a, we've had him on both times. I've enjoyed it, but we did not maximize on that one. That would probably be the only one we didn't maximize on. Um, Sean Lewis. We had him on to talk about uh, future, his future state run with Superman, uh, Jonathan Kent, and then King Spawn, which was like, oh. So a quick little one on that. We, so we got him on. We had a plan in place, right? Why don't you tell everybody about the um, the Sean Lewis plan that we had? 
Well, in terms of the the, the bookends or the yes. or how we actually got so all after, of it. We we had we had Scott Snyder on, and we so we done a couple interviews at this point, and then uh, you know I I read that Future State was still like a couple of months away from starting, and that Sean Lewis, he's you know one of my favorite writers, was actually going to be you know, going from like indie books to DC to write Jonathan Kent, and I said we got to get him on. We got to future state's going to be a big DC event because they're shutting down all the main line for yeah i still can't believe it did that so it's like we gotta we gotta see if we can get sean lewis on and then i had this idea that you know after you know after future state ends uh death metal's gonna end so why don't we try and get this like book and interview where we can start it with sean lewis kicking off one major event Mm. and then we can bookend it with scott snyder ending another major event yeah and this was like a pie in the sky idea i had well i think scott had told us he would come on or allude, at least alluded to like yeah when we do death metal when that yeah, ends but maybe. you don't know at that point right like i know we, we didn't know that was definitely we'd only done one interview with him at that point now we know like you know if we want him on he's gonna you know pretty yeah. much and and so i was like let's see if we can pull this up and then and it was funny because like we tried to go through the proper channels with with Sean Lewis, like uh, you know, okay, well, let's let's use my contact at DC. Let's see mm-hmm. if we can get them that way. And they got they got back to you, but it was kind of like uh, yeah, it didn't yeah. work out. It didn't work out. The, the only one that they got us was Katana Comps, um, right. which and yeah, so, a lot of these has been we had to reach out to these individuals. That's yeah, pretty much how it worked out. And then and then our boy Freddie, formerly of uh, the Indie Alley podcast, I was talking to him. He goes, just DM him; he'll respond back. And so we just saw, and then his DMs out. were closed. So yeah. then we had, then we tried to make a play on it, and we basically just openly on Twitter just added him and barraged him. And then like he's like, oh, I know, like he he responded. Yeah. And then it was like, uh, you know, we made it sound like oh, if we uh, like slides his DMs, and it's like, but we can't because your your DMs are closed. And then he reached out to me, and then the rest is history. And he's yeah. been, I mean, I've really enjoyed like some of these. We talked about it after the Higgins interview. Like Higgins is like. Uh, like full on like nerd level like us and it was awesome yeah. sean is like is a little bit different than everybody else i felt like and like it feels like i'm talking to like a teacher in some capacity and, it, and it's not like a, in a bad way like the sage old teacher who's like seen stuff experienced a lot of things and passes on a different like level of wisdom and life experience it's a very um, personal conversation that we yeah. have with sean and especially yeah. when we had him on to talk king spawn and we talked about bliss because that, and we'll talk about that book a little bit more in just a few moments here. But that, like, that book for me, you know, it just kind of hit me. And then, and then I talked about before it was the afterward, and we talked about that just being fathers, and we, we both are, I think, of a similar age, and we have children uh, of a similar age, and the the things that go along with that. So, like, yeah, Sean has been, has been like, you know, it, it was interesting to hear Keith say that Percy was his favorite interview, which, yeah, I, I mean, I love that interview, like. You know that one, you know, and maybe because it's beef is also it. yeah. That he took the words out of my mouth, right? But like, I don't know. There was just like a really cool conversation that we have with Percy. But like with with Lewis, it's like I don't know. There's something very cathartic about talking talking with Sean Lewis, talking about comics and talking about life and. And he's yeah, definitely been I there. cannot wait to see him write King Spawn. Like oh, I like thumbs. God. I I haven't read Coyotes yet, but I, ha- I have bought or that. Or the week after. Uh, I think it's next week, Joe. Yeah, oh. I can't wait for that shit i am beyond pumped for that uh oh, yeah, we will yeah, definitely yeah. yeah i can we will have him on at some point to talk about all that stuff um we also had Corey pruitt on up to task on twitter you guys may be familiar with him on twitter a little bit more so but he wrote leaders of the free world that's a comicsology original uh dave duance and brock mckinney we talked to them about jenny zero that first arc just wrapped up they i think 
The second one might be in the works. We'll have to follow up with them at some point, but love those guys. That was a lot of fun. That was different too because yeah. we had two yeah. people on at once. Uh, Rodney Barnes, which was like – that's another one. Like, you know, we talk about Tynan and like Snyder. Like his – Philadelphia is just like one of the most popular ones out there. I would think, Joe, that that one is probably the most popular book that, you, that has been recommended by either one of us. Like I, I mean like – Anybody like of all the people reading it that listen to the show, I would think that would be the one we most commonly hear. I mean, Lauren has read it too. Um, it's for sure. And that one was like, that was a great one. That was that I did not see that one coming either. <laughs> yeah, great that guy. was that you know, and, and that one came about because he followed me on Twitter. Yes, and right. I, I couldn't believe it. He just, you know, I was tweeting, you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> he texted and me. Like, they're like, We gotta fucking talk to him. I Let's like, get him. I gotta do this, right? And then yeah. you know, so finally, you know, we decided it was time. I just sent him a DM, and he was very gracious and very and and, and he came on. We had a great conversation, and uh, that's someone else I, who I'd like to talk to again because he's got he's got some non comic things coming up. Uh, yeah. The Showtime about the uh, the eighties Lakers and Celtics rivalry uh, uh, and HBO, and then hopefully eventually. You know, Philadelphia will will be seen on uh, yeah. all of our television. Yeah, shows. and then uh, last uh, before you know, obviously again we have Kyle Higgins that that interview is dropping. Um, if you guys were listening, if you guys listen to this in the audio version, you're already you can already listen to the Kyle Higgins interview as well. Um, but between Barnes and Higgins, um, outside of the re, the return guests that we had on, we also had Axel Alonso and Benjamin Percy on. Of course, Keith mentioned that, that Benjamin Percy is the favorite interview that we've done so far Axel Alonso is the only non-writer that we've had on of course the guy who who was I mean, he he was the editor on Preacher he was the editor-in-chief at Marvel for a long time and now he's the chief creator of officer at AWA which you know we both love what they've been doing Joe you were on them first um that was a very interesting experience too because yeah. it's just you know we've talked to some you know big names in the industry but like like Snyder is might be the only one who is like Titan level outside of Axel Alonso. Yeah. I, that that was another fascinating interview because he just, the insight that he gave and the process, I was very fascinated about like what he, you know, what was his thought process in choosing books that were going to get published and how he would choose, you know, what writers to write, what stories. And it was funny when he, he's like, I hate Lord of the Rings. My heart sank. Oh man. Some of the stuff I hate that he Star said. Wars. And I was like, oh, but like his reasoning and the thing, you know, and the things that he likes and the content that he likes to publish is like, yeah, I, I get that. And it was, it was extremely fascinating. Yeah. So I, I know we're running a little bit longer than we normally do, but we just have a couple of things that we want to go through um, outside of those interviews, which again, have been awesome. Um, just quickly, Joe, we talked about the stacks a little bit already with Shime and Keith when we had them on, but um, mine, I ended up, I know those guys wanted to have longer stacks and I know you actually had a bigger stack as well. I kept it short because like Saga has a ton of shit and guess what? You're going to get a lot more Saga. Then I went with Preacher because to me, that is like one of the like ultimate books of all time. Like Saga is too. Saga might be the best one ever, but Preacher is up there and it's just so weird. And for me, it made me look at comics just so differently. Spawn at $3. I understand what you're talking about, how it's written and I said it plenty of times, but the art in the shit, man, and the different artists we've seen over the years has just been so cool. It's he's such a cool character in general. And I can look past plot sometimes if I got a cool character in with comics, if it looks cool. I mean, Capullo drew Spawn for a long time too. Um, and then I took Invincible because again, we're talking about volume of shit. There's so much between those books, man. There's so much freaking shit. Um, you know, I, I, I would have no issue in like having a long, long pile to read. Um, what was your stack? 
Yeah, my stack is also going to give me longevity here. And so this you know, this is the tricky thing. Like, I've never put one of these together before. And so there is a, a lot good job. That, that goes Controversial, but a good job. Right, and well, planning That's... out what's going to go in each chair, too. That, that wasn't easy because it's like, I want to have these books in there, but I, I can't fit them. But anyways, so I went with Batman The Long Halloween. That is, I think, my favorite Batman story. Followed by Hush and then Batman Year One. There's a lot of really great Batman books, but... I absolutely love Batman The Long Halloween. And then I went with Saga. I said it earlier. I think it's the perfect comic book because it is just that it's Romeo and Juliet on fucking acid. Yeah. Right? And it's and, it, and it's fucked up, but it's beautiful and it's twisted. And it, it just it really is perfect. And that's about to be – that's nine volumes going, you know, and going. Hopefully we get that back at some point. I mean, whenever Fiona Staples and Brian K. Vaughn are, like, right. ready to go, it's like, hey – we're all good too, you know. Take right. your time, but you know, like, yeah, let's get to come it. back, please. Uh, Yusaki Ojimbo, that Stan Sakai's been writing that fucking book for thirty years. You I can't talk believe about volume. Yeah, I can't believe Shine. That was awesome. I'm so happy for you that that was one of his books. Yeah, that. Well, I didn't see that coming, but it's right. Up I didn't his either. Alley, I think I think it's right up his alley because it's it's not it's not manga, it's not anime, but it's it's Japanese and it's Japanese culture and it's it's samurai rabbits and yeah. it's it's it really is something else. Daredevil, the man without fear, another just tremendous story. And then, uh, you know, McFarlane's Spider-Man. I do have a soft spot in my heart for Spider-Man, and I love McFarlane's art. And uh, th th so this to me, this was this was the ultimate ultimate bang for my buck. Although I would have liked to have had Preacher on there. Yeah, that 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 it's yeah, it's it's tough one to leave off, and I feel like a lot of people did. And we know a lot of people interacted on that as well uh, on Twitter, on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, we'll definitely be doing more of that stuff down the line. So we can't wait to share more of those with you guys, Joe. I can't say it enough. You did an outstanding job with those. Um, to wrap things up, uh, real quick, uh, uh, Corey here, Mitch Hell of a Time uh, has a great comment. He goes, "We should come up with some sort of beginner's guide to comics." You know, okay. Like Twitter poll or something like that. You know, I'd like to read Batman, but there's far too many Batman comics to oh. pick from. So, like, maybe we can do like an essentials thing for you know a couple of yeah. you know main characters or main you know things. I think that yeah, we could do episode. We could probably do an episode or multiple episodes of like that at some point down the yeah. line. I think that's a great call. Um, yeah. and thank you, Mitchell, hell of a time in the chat. Um, that is a lot to share there, but we'll share that for everybody <laughs> so they can see that. Uh, as we go through, so we did this in the annual. We talked about the favorite books that we'd recommended to one another in that year. I believe we that was one of the things we did. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to list off, you know, because of timing, I want to list off. Um, the, the 10 favorite ones that I've recommended to you, and I'll get to the ones that you recommended to me or that I've had recommended to me in general. Um, for me, the, the ones that I've loved most that I shared with you, the top 10, Shadecraft, of course, I couldn't wait long enough to talk about that one, Saga, The Pull, Aphrodite United, I was so pumped when you read that uh, for the trade, um, Power Rangers, Shattered Grid, and there's more of that in the Kyle Higgins interview, God Country, The Plot Holes, I I, the plot holes might be my, mm, I don't know, might be my favorite in this group. Tokyo Ghost, I was right there. Sean Gordon Murphy, obviously, I love the guy. He's that book is something awesome. else. Um, and then John Constantine, City of Demons, of course. John Constantine, City of Demons, for those who don't know. And then Sarah, of course, was, yeah. I mean, that's, those are two books that I can recommend to absolutely anybody. But what are your 10 favorites that you've done so far? So in no particular order, uh, you know, Philadelphia, right? That's been widely popular. Uh, Something is Killing the Children. Those are probably two of my three favorite books, uh, along with Daredevil. Mm. Um, Thumbs, right? Sean Lewis. That was the first Sean Lewis book I ever read. That was really my introduction mm. to him. Uh, Department of Truth, Yusaki Ojimbo, um, Stillwater by Chip Zdarsky. 
uh, Archangel 8. That was the first thing I read by AWA, and that's really mm. into that studio. I remember and that. Yeah, I remember you telling me about I, that. I, I've now, like, AWA is boom level. Like, number one, must read, no questions asked, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Bliss, another Sean Lewis book. That one hit me on a different level, you know, emotionally. Uh, and then, you know, Middle West. You know, mm, little Scotty Young action. Little Scotty Young, Jorge Corona. I love Jorge Corona's art, and this story again. It was you know more father son relationship stuff, but the art and the story. And this was this is one of the first books that I read when I got back into comics. This is why I sort of picked this one. Little son, huh. there was a big hiatus, oh. and this is one of the books that the guy at the store recommended I read, and I was like. I must I must read this every every month. There you go. Yeah. Um, now, as for the ten favorite books that we've had recommended to us, I only have one that wasn't what. Well, you technically brought it to my attention, but yeah. you didn't recommend it because you hadn't read it yet. But that's Bunny Mask. I yeah. can't say it enough. I cannot wait to talk about this friggin' thing on the show. It's just so nuts. Um, then the autumnal. You mentioned that one. That's a vault book. I remember you, you texted me about that before it even came out, and then you absolutely loved it. It has not – I haven't finished it, but it has not disappointed me yet. Um, Thumbs. I think I did that for a trade. Archangel Late. I read that shit as soon as you as soon as you talked about it on the show. Uh, Mercy. I did that one for one of the trades. Philadelphia, of course. Once in Future. Die might be my absolute favorite one that you've talked about. I, I feel like it has to be. I've talked about that book on here like yeah. every other episode. Uh, Radiant Black, which I did read that. I've been to that shit before we had Kyle Higgins. I <laughs> make sure I could talk about it too. Um, and that that is awesome to get on that shit now. And I'll tell you what. Kyle Higgins talked to us about that a little bit, but there's also stuff he talked to us about behind the scenes that we can't share. Get in on the Radiant Black action. Do yes. not wait for that. And then Crossover. Absolutely kicked ass. I knew that one wasn't going to disappoint. I should have mentioned that to Shime, too. He's talking about Donnie Cates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done on here, and that one was, whoo. Yeah, that was, I mean, yeah, those are, some of my favorite books are on that list. It's just, you, you can't beat them. Uh, for me, this was a book that, my buddy Freddie uh, had recommended because he's a big Jeff Lemire guy. He's like, that's his number one. If Tynan's my number one guy, Lemire is Freddie's uh, number one guy. And that was Sweet Tooth. And it kind of fucked you, though. You can't watch well, the show now. Well, I'm going to have to watch the show. But, <laughs> a little, you know. I'm kidding. But, I mean, I love this book so much. And, I mean, yeah, it is. Did. I think I, I think Davey actually, you know, said it on Dork the other day. He's like, it's like. The, the book is like on the same tone as like Cormac McCarthy's The Road. Like there's there's no real happiness about it. like every time I said it before, every time there's a little bit of like you think there's hope and like you get knocked down about five pegs. But that was just an absolutely tremendous book. Uh Aphrodite Nine, Nick. I fucking love this book. Oh, so good. Dude, the art on that too is normally oh. not my style, but it fits the tone was, of that book and where it's perfect. It's, it's oh. like it's like oh. you know, it's it's almost a perfect you know sci-fi type book. It is just it's it's just mm. on every level. It's the art, the writing, the story. It's just absolutely fantastic. It sucks we didn't get more of it. I like that. I well, like, but like, I like when we get things that shorten up. But sometimes it's like, give us more. We you can still do it. And that was right. one of them. Yeah, um, undiscovered country. You know, mm -hmm. that's a great you know another uh, Scott Snyder uh, book. Batman the White Knight. I mean, I had read. Uh, you know, Curse of the White Knight, and you would, you know, and 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 so you'd been talking about a lot about you know the White Knight. So I went back and read that. And I, I mean, I love Sean Moore. John funny Gordon Murphy. Enough, funny enough, Keith actually, I know this already. He does not like that one, which he I'm, bl yeah, I'm blown like away. Yeah, yeah, a little surprising. Yeah, uh, Constantine, City of Demons. 
I, I, I talked about that. Well, you <laughs> talked about it on the first issue, and then I told you I had read it on the second issue, and damn near spoiled the fucking thing. We had to oh, go back right. and do some serious editing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You did. Yeah, but I'm spoiler-free since issue two. So. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, did you do it? No, did you do You came close on the, um, what was it? King of Black. Uh, King of Black, yeah. Yeah, um, Tokyo Ghost. This is another book that that I just oh. read that I just I never would have read, and and this would just blew my fucking mind. Sean Murphy's uh, art is fucking yeah. so unique, and I love it, man. Yeah, uh, excellence, right? Like, mm. give us more fucking excellence, people. Come on, we're waiting. Yeah. Um, it's Sarah, uh, Red Fork, right? Which is, still sits with me. That book mm. was very haunting. Uh, and then lastly, I said maybe the the most perfect comic written is Saga. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I'd heard about it, I'd heard about it, but then when you really talked about it, it's okay, I really got to read this book. And man, I still I, I still have some uh, a little bit to go, but yeah, yeah. it's it's a lot. It, it is a lot. I mean, like Keith said, he's he's through eight volumes. There is a ninth one. And then um, all I can say is if you haven't, so for, I know Mitch, Mitch Hell of a Time, you know, he's asking about where to go in terms of comics and stuff. Pick up Saga. There's nine volumes of it. Get it. Read it. Don't. It, it, once you read the first one, you will understand why. But just don't even yeah. think about it. Pick up the first one. Read it, and you will just never stop. And yeah. then from there, you're just gonna want to read indie shit all the time. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Joe. I mean, like we could go on for hours to talk about yeah. this this year. I mean, we we glossed over so many of our interviews that we've had, and they all are like a special place yeah. in in the the show's history. Um, we we can't wait to have more guests on. We have you know again we have other stuff planned beyond Higgins, and we're gonna get more down the line. We appreciate everybody. That's come on we appreciate whoever decides to come on later on but um i'll tell you what man i've had the thing i'm happiest about it most though is the friendship that we've developed yes along the way that has yeah. been yeah yeah it's 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 an absolute you know treat you know each week when we do the show and, and and get to talk comics and then all the time i get to annoy the hell out of you outside of the show when i'm when i'm texting you or having you edit my reviews for geeks worldwide or or uh, <laughs> stop it you never annoy me you know that. Yeah, that it's 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 it really has been a lot of fun and a year that has been really up and down with, with all sorts of things and and all the people that watch and all the people that listen and and comment and and interact like i never would have imagined that i'd be doing something like this and and then and then just again the interviews man like scott Snyder was the first fucking interview i've ever done outside of like hiring yeah. a new front desk person for the office that's, like, yeah that's i can't other... tell you how fucking nervous i was for that and like i, I yeah you, and, you, know, asking you, questions. you did a great job seriously you did a great job it's funny i actually i didn't even touch on that like i have experience because that's my job like I, I interview athletes like that was but, but until i started working at DraftKings, that's like what i did now it's like it, it, this is this is like very it, these guys are easier to talk to than the athletes because these guys will talk right. unlike some of the you know but for you it's just like this is totally foreign it's like yeah. french yeah yeah i don't want to sound like a fucking dipshit you know hey, that, i mean that's just my 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 just a common goal i have in general don't well like that, that's dipshit. another conversation we may have to have off air but until next time joe stay sexy you know it